Welcome to the Behind the Shield podcast, where each week we talk with shelter employees and agents from around the country to find out what's going on, to hear the stories that might otherwise go untold, and to connect you more closely with why you are an important part of making it all happen for our customers and communities. Let's take a look at what's going on Behind the Shield. Welcome, everybody, to Shelter History Month. I'm your host, Douglas Jones, and alongside me is our producer, Brad Johnson, and here's the rundown of what we have in store for you. This is the second installment of the month-long celebration of Shelter's history. Last week, we focused on the iconic gardens and grounds of Shelter's home office. Today, we're focusing on us, the workforce of Shelter, and how throughout the decades, the family-like atmosphere has endured to the point where the workforce has seen multiple generations of workers, even within families. We have a mother and daughter combo with us today who will talk about their perspective of working for Shelter together, growing up in a shelter family, and a look at how the workforce has changed over the years. Before we get to that, we want to talk about a podcast that Brad and I listened to just the other day about brain science and how it intersects with remote work and how pertinent that topic continues to be right now. You know, and because we've talked about this, that I am a huge advocate of when it comes to video conferencing that you keep your camera on, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of that too. So, the, the little piece of the um, story was about a guy named Dr. David Rock, and he is the CEO of the Neuroleadership Institute. One of the things that he found, uh, actually in their studies, they found was that the brain unconsciously has some biases around when you can see someone versus when you can't see them. One of the things that he mentioned is that if you feel like people aren't listening to you when your camera is not on, they probably really aren't. And that's called distance bias. It's something that our brain just does. It's because we can't physically see a person. And so our brain thinks they are far away. Our ideas can even be kind of discarded because people can't see us. And with that distance bias, our brain perceives someone as being more distant, not as intelligent, maybe not as qualified for leadership, or even has they found has held people back from opportunities uh, that are diminished because people can't see those people when they're talking with them. Yeah. And you know, what really struck me as when I first heard this, it was, no, that can't be true. And then as, as they go on and they talk about it a little bit more and a little bit more, and you think about your own experiences of, okay, yeah, that, you know, that's happened to me. I've done that to other people. I've thought that too. And, and they say it's perfectly normal and then you realize, you know, they have a they have a name for everything. Distance bias is actually true, and in one way or another, you have probably been on both sides of that too. To me, it's also a more personal thing too, where I want people to be able to see me. I want them to know that they're not just talking to an icon. And also, as having a background of journalism and interviewing people hundreds and thousands of people throughout my uh, journalist uh, career, you, it, it says something to be able to see a person, um, not to assume too much, but you can kind of read their facial expressions and that helps you understand a little bit more. And as they go on throughout this segment, they talk about that it, you're putting a human in front of your face and not, not a camera. So even though, yes, you are distant, you're still seeing the person and it's still like you're seeing 
a human. I was so excited to, to hear the brain science around this and that it's actually proven by studies, not just my bias in, in terms of my bias for uh, hoping that people will turn their cameras on, but I thought it was good enough that we had to mention it. And if folks want to give a listen to it, find the podcast. It's wherever podcasts uh, are available. It's a, a podcast called Rough Translation. It's the episode from April 1st of 2020. The part that I'm talking about isn't that long. It's actually more towards the end of the the podcast, but you should give it a listen. We're also going to provide a link in the description of this video uh, down below. So if you can't find it on your own, the link will be provided. All right. Very good. We now want to introduce Cherie Walton from the underwriting department in the home office and her daughter, Cherish Walton, who works out of the St. Louis claims branch. Welcome ladies. Hello. Thank you. Before we dive into our topic, we would like for our listeners who don't know you to have an idea of what you do at Shelter. Give us a super quick glance at what your jobs are. Cherie? Well, I work in commercial underwriting, so I process and I activate new business in the commercial department, and I've been in underwriting for like 41 years. Oh my goodness, wow, congratulations. Yeah. Right, right you? before Cherish was born. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Cherish? Yes, I work from the St. Louis Claims Department, so I just deal with auto accidents. I am a casualty adjuster, so I mostly deal with injuries uh, whenever someone is injured in an auto accident or homeowner's accident. All right, very good. So, Cherie, you said you have been at Shelter for over 40 years? Over, Yes, I have. Wow. So, Cherish, how about you? I've been at Shelter for roughly five years right now. Okay. Cherie, what was it that brought you to Shelter all those years ago? Actually, to be honest, I was just looking for a job, and I had came there and met a lady named Jo Phelps. And I had applied for the job, and she told me I didn't get the job. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Next morning, she called me and told me I had the job. So I came back, and I've been there ever since. Well, Cherish, you're in a not-too-unusual spot where children of shelter employees or agents take the same track and follow their parents to the land of shelter. So what was it like growing up hearing the business side of shelter, or, or do you even remember hearing much about your mom's work? Um, I do remember. There was a couple of Saturdays I spent, uh, Saturday mornings I spent in the office with her, so I've heard lots of shelter talk. I didn't know what it meant at the time, but I've always been around the company, and I just always knew that everyone there was so nice, and everyone seemed so happy to be with the company. Um, I didn't know much about insurance, but it just interests me just to hear, you know, such good, I guess, such good information from people that were happy about what they did. So I've always been around such a, such a good environment with Shelter, and it just really attracted me once came to that point in time. Did you think about working at Shelter as an option for your career or I mean did you grow up thinking that you wanted to work here? Uh, no never. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say actually she did not. Tree, what's it like knowing that you're now in a multi-generational shelter family or is that even something that you think about? It is something I think about because a lot of the people I work with now, I work with their parents. So I think about a lot, of, a lot, and a lot of the employees I trained, I work with their parents. Wow! So it's like a big family. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Cherish, mm -hmm. what, what's it like working for the same company as your mom? 
Um, it's fun. I mean, I enjoy it. Everyone always like, she seems to be very popular in the in the. Three <laughs> <laughs> Walton, your mom. So it, it makes me feel good whenever they always have something nice to say about her. Um, it's always good. My aunt works here as well. So it's just, it feels like a family company, even though it already is a family company. It just makes it feel even more at home for me knowing that I work with people that I actually call family. So, well, Cherish, do you, do you run into your mom or, or, or come across her path very often at all with you being in the field and your mom being in the home office or do you ever interact at all? Um, not too much. Only whenever I come down to the home office for training, do I normally see her at shelter. And we do spend a lot of time in the office whenever I'm down there training. Other than that, we Correct. just like, you know, kind of I am throughout the day, see each other's workflow going. And she's some reason, for some reason, she always gets my emails because everyone thinks my email C Walton, but it's my name. So she's always like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we we have to talk about emails all the time. <laughs> so when you're together in the home office, what 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 do you guys do? We always go to the cafeteria. That's our favorite place <laughs> to go and talk to all the people she knows up there. And the people who that's correct. They have such good food down there. So yeah, we we all spend a lot of time in the cafeteria. Okay. And I like showing her around to people that I know, and also people who watched her grow up to see what she's became today. And in case you can't tell, I'm really proud of her. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, you, you, you get, you'd probably do the proud mama tour. Yes. I, oh, yes. You know, I go in meetings with uh, other people, supervisors or whomever, and first thing they say is, how's Cherish doing? <laughs> she's cool. So we have to talk about Cherish and what she's doing with shelter. And will she stay with shelter? It's another question. Because well, her, her degree is actually in um, elementary education. Ah, okay. Right. Very good. And right now she's, she's uh, busy getting her master's, and that's why she's still at shelter. All right. Well, hang around, Cherish. Hang around. <laughs> <laughs> I have people stop me and ask me, is, is Cherish going to stay? Talk her into it. Is she going to stay? <laughs> Well, Tariq, yeah. what a lot of people might be interested to know is how shelter has changed over the years, maybe not so much in the physical space, but with the workforce. Since you've been with the company so long, have you noticed any changes in the workforce over the years? Major. <laughs> Mainly as technology stuff has changed so much on how we do things, uh, how these new younger underwriters approve things. I mean, all of that has changed. And a lot of stuff we did paperwork manually and it's now all automatic. It's all on the system. And then like I said, you know, now, like I'm the oldest person in my unit. So I was used to, you know, people my age, people I hung out with, now I'm the oldest person in my unit. So that's different. Well, you're probably looked at as the wisest person then, right? I do. My supervisor always comes to me about this, that, or the other. <laughs> that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got – My coworkers do too. That's good. That's good. So I've got one last question, which is for both of you. Um, okay. So what do you think – and I'll uh, – Cherish, I'll let you go first. What do you think it says about the kind of company that Shelter is – 
that it's not uncommon for parents and their children to work both for the same company? Um, I think that that just truly shows Shelter's character in general, just that, you know, we're not just some big corporation that is looking to, you know, make money and give insurance, but that we are a family-based company and we do invite, you know, the families to come in. We take, take care of our own. We take care of our families. You know, if you're working for us and your child needs a job, you know, we're definitely going to look at them as a true applicant. And I just think that it shows Shelter's true colors and how they about not only, you know, who's working for them, but the community around them as well. And I think that it also shows how good of a company shelter is because, you know, children seeing their parents working there, hearing good things, and, you know, they're wanting to follow in their footsteps. How about you, Cherie? Sydney, our, most of our children have grew up shelter. Like we do a lot of things, underwriting picnics, different social gatherings, and it's always been the shelter employees and the shelter children. So they have, I think, have just watched us and we set a status for them and they've just followed. And, you know, most of them have maintained a good report, made good steps, so I'm a proud mama. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So speaking of family, you two have some other extended family at shelter as well, right? Yes, shelter, we're one big family here. (laughs) So, so who, who else is in your family that works at shelter? Uh, Stacy Smith. So my aunt, uh, Sharice, my mom's sister. And actually, I brought Stacy on board. <laughs> well, that worked out well <laughs> that, for her. That's how long I've been around. <laughs> yeah, she, she was working for another company downtown. And, you know, I let, she, let her know that shelter, what great opportunity it would be for her to work at shelter. And she's been there 20 plus years, I know. Very so good. It, it, that's all worked. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks, Cherie. Thank you, Sherry. And thank you, Brad. Appreciate you all coming on today. Um, and appreciate everyone for listening. And just mm-hmm. want to remind everyone, if you have an idea about a topic that you would like us to talk about on the podcast, please reach out to us at podcast at shelterinsurance.com. So for our next show, we're going to continue Shelter History Month with the third installment. And we're going to be talking about another iconic landmark in mid-Missouri, the fountain in front of the home office. So as we look forward to celebrating 75 years as a company and 40 years under the name of Shelter, 2021 is going to be a hallmark year, maybe even more so than 2020. But one thing that we can all count on staying the same is that what makes this company fantastic, each one of you and all of us together is what makes Shelter strong.